guys, welcome back. Welcome back. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm always so excited about that. I don't know. It's it's exciting. Um, I'm I'm Cat, and I am Cherry, and you are listening to Keeping It Creepy with Cherry and Cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Today we are just talking about Nightmare or Nightmare on Elm Street. Can I not say that as a sentence? Nightmare on Elm Street. Um. Yeah, just in general, not a particular episode, not like, you know, the newest one. I don't even know what the newest one is. <laughs> Let me be honest. Let me think. I saw it. I've seen them all, which is like, I think this is the only longstanding horror franchise I can say that about. That I've seen them all. I haven't seen all of the like Halloweens or all that. I've actually seen very few Friday the 13th. I don't know how many there are. I feel like I've seen oh, two. Oh, God, like nine or okay, something? Okay, yeah. No, yeah, I'm nowhere near that. <laughs> so, but, um, oh, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> yes, so Cherry is the expert on our Nightmare on Elm Street discussion. I actually had first been like, I don't think I've seen that many. And so to prepare, I tried to get a hold of as many as I could. And then I realized I've not seen any of them. <gasps> yeah. So I have seen a few for our discussion today, but I managed to never see a single Nightmare on Elm Street uh, movie before. Oh man, that is intriguing. How? <laughs> I actually, and I thought about, I think that there is an explanation for this. And that is when I was really into horror, um, <laughs> when I was like a, first getting into horror, when I was like a teenager, um, I would always, we would watch movies, like we would rent movies, right? Yeah. And we would do um, the, like, rent two or three movies at a time and then swap out thing. Yeah, yeah. And I would always, I would start at the, I didn't really know what I wanted to watch, except that it was like horror. So I would watch it alphabetically. And I think, <laughs> I think I never got to in. <laughs> that makes sense. Because people who are like, but isn't it a nightmare on Elm Street? It is. But when you're alphabetizing, you don't include the A. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think they do these days, which drives me crazy because yeah, I, I can't find anything. But in the in the olden days, um, in the days of Blockbuster, yes, <laughs> the Hollywood not, video, right? You did not <laughs> include the A. Could you imagine how many films would be in the A's if you did include the A? No, Absolutely it would have been in the ends, which makes a lot of sense. And there was definitely way more horror movies than like. K or J horror, you know, you go through blow through those sections in a summer. Yes, yeah. So I've been through all the like weird import horror, but <laughs> yeah, straight horror, unless it was like a new release, I pretty much stuck to the alphabet, and then you know everything went out of business. And then when we started streaming, the major franchises were rarely ever streamed because right. their licensing fees are so expensive. Mm -hmm. And so I just never saw any Nightmare on Elm Streets. I think they were just too popular for people to pay for the licensing rights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think the only reason I have seen all of them, to be honest, because I I was only, like I pulled up the, like the, the dates, the premieres, I was only old enough to have control over what I saw for real after, for the last three, to be honest. <laughs> to be honest. The first one came out in, nine, in 84. I'm gonna go ahead and throw myself under the bus. I was five years old. So I wasn't watching Nightmare on Elm Street then. Um, 
But my family, like we've always had cable for as long as cable has existed. We've always had cable. We've always bought all the movie channels. Like I've always had full access to whatever was on TV. And the same way my mom did not police what I read as far as books, she didn't police what I watched on TV because her theory was the same thing. Like I'm not going to become a psychotic killer just because I watch movies about psychotic killers. That's not how that works. So she didn't care what I watched. Sometimes she'd be like, what are you watching? But then, you know, I mean, I, I was watching Poltergeist with my cousin over, she was, she's a teenager. She's seven years older than I am. So I'm this kid, like she's watching Poltergeist comfortably in this chair and I'm standing peeking over the back of the chair. So my mom didn't care what I watched. She would, you know, I get the, Cherry, what is, what is he doing, Cherry? And I'd be like, well, mom, you know, and I'd try to explain, she'd leave, she didn't care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I was able to watch them because, you know, there was this, they were the sort of thing that like in the summer would play over and over again. You know how like HBO will sort of, if you're the kind of person who, like me, who I love movies, I always hate, I've always hated commercials. So in the olden days, before you could just binge watch or like DVR and fast forward, I would turn to HBO and I would put my remote down and I would not change the channel all day. And so there were definitely... Like you could catch the pattern. And so I would catch the pattern in the month and just watch all like Nightmare on Arab Street, just like over hmm. and over and over again, because you could, and I wasn't going to change the channel. So, um, yeah. So I, I can't say that he was like my first favorite, uh, but honestly, I cannot think of other than the original first Poltergeist movie, watching with my cousin over the back of her, over the back of the chair that she was sitting in, I cannot think of a horror movie pre Nightmare on Elm Street that I liked and loved. Like this was definitely the beginning of my. Oh, is it on? I'm gonna watch it. Oh, it's on again. I'm gonna watch it again. It's coming on again in three hours. I'll watch it again in three hours. Like. I cannot think of it. I don't have an earlier memory. And I'm, I don't, I'm not even going to say it's because they were so good. Like Robin England is like a god as far as horror is concerned. I mean, I might be biased, whatever. <laughs> but like, I don't know. He's just so like funny and comical. And it's like, it's horror, but it's like horror comedy. And I don't even, I don't even know it's supposed to be horror comedy. But Freddy Krueger is so funny. Like, I just loved I loved everything about the whole franchise. So even though like the newer one, I, it, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it, you know, but I didn't hate it. Like it could have been better, but it was, it was a nice nod to the franchise. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what did you think? Which ones did you watch? Well, okay. So my first uh, like Freddy movie was Freddy versus Jason. Oh, I did. I actually did see that in theaters okay. and I enjoyed it. But, and I mean, you can't be a horror fan, even if you have, haven't really sat down and watched mm -hmm. it without knowing who Freddy Krueger is. Uh, oh, absolutely. You know, and you watch something like those Bravo's top hundred movie moments, you get to see bits. So it's not like I was completely ignorant. Yeah, no. I mean, he's an icon. Of course you know who he is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that was my first, like, movie that I ever saw with Freddy Krueger mm -hmm. in it. And I, I thought, I mean, it's fun. That was a fun movie. <laughs> I mean, that's all, and that's all they're supposed to be. Like, I can't imagine watching any uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and taking it seriously. And maybe if I had seen the first one, maybe if I had been older, 
-hmm. when the first one came out in 84 and had watched it, I would have seen it differently, but I've never, I've never been able to take it seriously. It is so full of, it like follows the like horror formula. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like so to a T it's almost like, like as an adult now, I'm like, are they spoofing horror? But they're not. Like, this is... This is, like, the start. This is, like, this, this is, is the start, right? This is where the pattern comes from. This is where the, like, oh, make sure you're a virgin, because if not, you're gonna... Like, this is... Like, those... Every like every movie, the teenagers, they're having sex, they're partying, they're being dumb, they're, they're doing all the sorts of things you do that make you fall asleep. <laughs> and, then, and then here comes Freddy. And then, like... I don't even know. I can't even pick my favorite, like, kill because they're just all so bloody and funny. And I don't know. It's, is it weird? I like. No, I thought the kills were, like, my favorite part. Like, they were so so imaginative and fun. And then I watched. So, I mean, I knew I had a limited amount of time before we were going to sit down and record. And so I was like, I could probably force myself to watch every single one of these, or I could jump around and watch things that I want, and then some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. So that's what I ended up doing, yeah. is I watched yeah, yeah. most of the documentary. Um, mm-hmm. I watched the Scream Queen documentary on the second one. Okay, yeah. Um, I saw one and two, uh, three, five, <laughs> uh-huh, and, okay. new, and New Nightmare. And, and New Nightmare. Yeah, so I got, I got a good sampler size okay. of, uh, of what was going on. And I have to say that I think what I liked about the franchise the most besides Robert England having like, this is my character and really having a good character for that. Because when it, yeah. it's so funny. I actually sat down and watched the whole like six hour documentary on, on <laughs> the Friday the 13th movies. And it's really great to like hear all the different Jason actors talk about how they played Jason, considering uh-huh. most of them are just like, shot <laughs> doing stunts with a mask right talking. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't talk. He doesn't talk. <laughs> like well i play jason by and that's and not to say that it's not important because body movement and everything does matter right but it, there was just such a difference um there was a so i don't know if you knew this um, you probably knew this but in the second one they didn't want to pay robert england yeah. So they yeah, hired yeah. some other guy and then he was atrocious. <laughs> and so they had to bring Robert England in. It they had to bring him back. <laughs> There's one scene where they kept the other guy and it's the shower scene. <laughs> and um, in the documentary, they say it and then they show just the clip <laughs> of the extra. And you're like, oh God, like he, oh, he walks wrong. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. Because Robert England is Freddy Krueger. Yes. Like I, when I see his real face, I'm like, put your real face back on. <laughs> dare you show up in this interview looking like yourself <laughs> no sir you are you are freddie Krueger. i don't even know if robert england's ever even done anything else i couldn't i mean maybe has he ever acted yeah he like- was he actually was he got his big break like five minutes before um he was like some regular on a tv show that people knew <laughs> like like a mork and mindy kind of tv show where it was like super right. big then but who nobody knows that now what? Like, yeah, who knows what? <laughs> but yeah he was he was super he had this like reoccurring tv thing and then he hopped on this horror movie just to do a one-off and then it like wildly eclipsed his whole career which he loves <laughs> which he yeah which he loves like no one can ever when that man goes goes on when he passes away they're just gonna have to retire 
the title Nightmare on Elm Street forever. Like, I, I feel like a lot of people would just be like, you can't just remake these without, like. Because they tried, right? Didn't, didn't, yeah, didn't, did. the, uh, yeah. didn't the last one have a different guy? Yeah. And didn't yeah, nobody and was, love that? <laughs> it was, no, it was. I mean, I, I respect it for the nod it was trying to be, but like, no. Like, the movie in general was fine. Freddy didn't work no no unless unless they hire someone who's gonna like study robert england and then attend and then like can be robert england when robert england can't be himself like no robert england can you clone him it's like retiring a a basketball jersey after they retire (laughs) you're just gonna have to let it go we're just never gonna have they're just gonna have to like remaster them into whatever (laughs) there's no I mean, really, like just the, just the, the idea of like, you cannot, like you think you can escape him, but you can't escape him because you're going to fall asleep. It's not even a situation where like, you know, you can watch Freddy, you can watch Nightmare on Elm Street, you can watch um, Halloween, not Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy, Friday the 13th, and you can watch Halloween. And a lot of times you're like, how does if they can't they just run like a little how does he catch them like michael myers and jason they never they never run (laughs) they never run you can easily kind of be like oh i would have done this or i would have gone there i would have turned this way or i would have that does not apply to freddie because you are asleep and he has full control over your dreams except for you know when they figure out how to be like i'm gonna lucid dream and i'm gonna but like Anyone who's ever tried to lucid dream, mm. that is hard. It's hard as shit, okay? <laughs> like, it is. I, I am someone who, like, I can occasionally lucid dream, but then, like, I, I still get to a point in even that dream where I know I'm dreaming and I'm kind of controlling it where I'm, I can no longer control what's happening. So, like, I mean, obviously, it's a movie. It's fiction. They have to find some way to defeat the bad guy. But, like, in real life, you would... We he would just decimate the entire town. Like there would be no, there'd be no way, there'd be no way. Like if it, you can't catch him, you can't arrest him. He's not, and it's not like he's a demon. These people aren't possessed. Like he just exists in your dreams. I love it. It's so, I can't. You like you can't apply it to real life. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen. Maybe that's why I love it so much. I don't know. I don't know. He was definitely like my like Stephen King was the author who got me into horror who like really like wet my whistle and then freddie is like my like pinnacle care movie character yeah that's it <laughs> what was your which one was your favorite of what you watched i don't know <laughs> okay that's i i did i just i enjoyed i enjoyed all of them except new nightmare i really did not enjoy that one mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. But I think it was because it was, I hate self-referentialism. Um, <laughs> I think it's snobby and yeah. like self-aggrandizing. And I just yeah, yeah. can't, 
take it. I don't know. It's the reason why I, I can't read Good Omens, even though I usually love at least old, older Neil Gaiman stuff and, and Terry Pratchett stuff. The whole thing is just an inside joke between the two of them that you get to read. And I, it's yeah. not fun for me. And so I feel, <laughs> I felt that way the entire time watching New Nightmare, where it was like, this is just a big inside joke between everybody who's ever worked on a Freddy movie. And half of these yep. people can't act well enough to pull it off. Not the actors, nope. but the people who are clearly playing themselves. They're having a good time. Yep. But it didn't. It doesn't look good. So nope. it just didn't work for me at all. <laughs> I concept. totally agree. It was a big inside joke. They should have, they should have played, played it at their like annual holiday. Yes, party. it was just and, a, uh... it was a family <laughs> reunion video that I did not need. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We didn't need to see that. <laughs> but the others, I don't know. What a, everything had a everything had its charm. Like every the original was, you know, it was the original. Uh, it had yeah. some cool kills. That blood geyser bed thing is just so cool. Oh my God. It is. Yeah. Like I still, I can see it in my head. Like you just say, you say Freddie, I see blood geyser. Like, and it still somehow holds up 20 years later. Like. Well, they were talking about it in the documentary and they said that it's a, it, it's because it's all practical effects. So it's an, it's a room on a, on a thingy that spins. And when they did it, um, and they, if they had the room upside down, so they would just drop the blood and the blood would get to the bottom and it would, then they would, you know, it would look like the blood was going right. up, right? Simple. Well, the blood was so heavy that it spun the whole room. <laughs> so that's why everything starts moving and the blood's going in weird directions. And apparently it like drained out and it splattered all the text and it ruined all their lights, but it was like the perfect shot. So they were like, yeah, we get yeah. it. <laughs> like, the guy who poured the blood got electrocuted from the water and the lights. He's okay. It was fine. But you know, like, it was intense. And I was like, yeah, man. Like, that's that's something I miss in, in movies from the old horror movies is that when yeah. they had a good kill, they had to, like, sell it. They had to cast people's faces. They had to do rotoscope weirdness they had to turn yep. whole rooms on its side whole rooms. <laughs> and now they're just like throw 20 bucks worth of cgi on it and call it a day yeah and then it's trash cg and you're angry and you're like how is this movie from the 80s how are the effects in this movie from the 80s better than all of this money and this technology that we have today like it's laziness is <sighs> what it is it really is don't get me started on cg and terrible <laughs> <fire>. <laughs> I, have, <laughs> like, I have i have strong antipathy towards cgi i feel like it it has its place and its place is not for low budget movies because you can't pay for good cgi call it a day no 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 if you're gonna i mean i'd rather at that point i'd rather you like find some way to claymation it yourself if you're gonna like them to do cheap cg cheap cg is so obviously cheap but that's why these hold up i can't yes. like it's just it's so good i like I don't know any scene where Freddie is like in some in that 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 quintessential dark dank uh, warehouse with the water constantly dripping and the lighting is orange but it's flickering and then he's just like throwing these quips at this poor <laughs> teenager. <laughs> he's got all these like amazing one-liners. Like, uh, why can't more bad guys be that cool? I just don't. He just, he enjoys what he's doing. And sometimes with the, the other, like, more silent slashers, you get the feeling that they're, like, a force. They don't, it's not that they're enjoying what they're doing. They just are mm -hmm. compelled to do this thing. Like, they have to go and kill until they are stopped. But Freddy, it's kind of like, 
no, he's doing like he 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 feels the need, but he also just really wants to. He just really wants to. Yeah. You know, he <laughs> runs out of Elm Street kids. He's like, whatever. People who knew the Elm Street kids are fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, like everyone sleeps. Like, you know, Jason and Michael Myers have this backstory where you're just kind of like, it's like they're a toy that got wound up and you're just waiting for the batteries to die. No, Freddie like wakes up in his little like nightmare layer and goes, I feel like killing some teenagers today. <laughs> that's, what he, that's what he does. <laughs> I also love that there's such a lead up. Like once he's kind of in his groove, he'll be killing people left and right. But a lot mm-hmm. of the times, especially in the early ones, it's like, nah, he's been tormenting these these kids for months. 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 Yeah. Just messing with them a little bit at a time here and there until he feel, finally feels like killing them. And it's right. like... like it may- it makes them sweeter. Or yes, something. <laughs> I'm having I'm having fun with this one. Like this one's got great. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of like scare actors in like a horror attraction. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Tr- you know, I know. <laughs> I'm gonna throw myself under the bus for the second time today. <laughs> I am I am the one who, when we go to our uh, haunted house, I am the one that the um, that the actors follow because I step one foot over the threshold. I'm already screaming. <laughs> already terrified nothing's happening yet and the whole time we're going through cats going if you stop screaming they'll stop chasing you <laughs> i was like don't let them see your fear <laughs> granted and then we leave one and i just walk into another one so i'm not that terrified <laughs> but i can't it's like <laughs> it's like the like anxiety takes over my body and like full-on full-on controls me like i know a lot of you if you're listening we um one of our local amusement parks <laughs> does a haunted a haunted house every october which they probably won't i know we can't go th- well we shouldn't go anyway because we're smart we shouldn't go we would but we wouldn't, we wouldn't go, go they, but i am no. sad about it yes I, I am sad about it. Right. But we went, they had like, was it eight last year? And we walked yes. through every single one. Yes. And I screamed my lungs off <laughs> every single one. And the whole time, Kat's going, stop letting them see your fear. <laughs> I get startled too. I just don't get that startled. Also, I get like quiet when I get startled. So I'm never like a good target, but... I, I am. <laughs> a I, am the, I am the epitome. I am the one that when they when they put them, when they're getting their makeup done, they're like, "Wow, I hope I really get." Like I'm the one they're hoping for. Yeah. I'm there. You I make bet. their day. Like that day I after we day. left that park, you know, like twenty of them went to go get a beer at the local wherever, <laughs> still in their makeup, and they were like, "Oh, right." Like, there was this one girl. Oh yeah, no, I had her too. Oh, the one, and she had her friends where it was like two big black eyes and an Asian girl with her. And they were like, yeah, her, oh my gosh. Yeah, I followed her all the way. To, yeah, I'm yes. sure they talked about me. They, you and made okay. their night. I did actually have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how I feel about Freddie. Is Freddie is that guy who follows you from like Haunted yes. House A to Haunted House B because he's having so much fun scaring you. But yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like and then at the end he ends up being like a cat with a, a literal cat and mouse game where he's like now that i've beat you up and battered you i'm just gonna put you out your misery now <laughs> even though you're secretly hoping he just forgets you and lets you walk away that's never gonna happen <laughs> oh it's so good i don't i can't i don't know i love it i love nightmare on elm street it's like the best like we that now i need a marathon <laughs> now i have to find one see somewhere. now we have to now that's what's what talking about these uh excellent old horror movies does to you is you just need more of them 
Yeah, now I need more. Um, I actually <laughs> really liked the second one, which was funny because I had heard that it was the super gay one. And, oh yeah, um, you know, the first one with like a, like a male scream queen kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so I watched it and I watched it first and then I watched the documentary on it. But I actually liked it as its own horror. It had some cool effects. There was some dumb stuff. Like that pool party scene was just... <laughs> Ridic- Robert England is a small man and so <laughs> these giant 25 year olds pretending to be teenagers running around with all their like muscle showing like nah man any of them could kick you into this pool but it was the 80s right you know? but the other the like burst that bursting out scene where Freddie's like Face. Oh, oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, it's coming out yeah. and like his arms are bursting and, and you know, that's a that's a very like American werewolf in London thing, but I thought it was pulled off so cool that it was neat within its own right kind yeah. of thing. Um so yeah, there were a lot of parts of that that I liked. Let's see, what else? Um I don't know. I just, all of the movies that I saw except for New Nightmare had parts in them where I was like, that is such a cool kill or that was a good line or that was, you know, that was a smart thing that somebody did. Um, I did think at some point, and that was probably just because I was binging them like over the course of a couple (laughs) of days. And I was like, man, these scripts are real easy. I think there was, um, I want to say it was number four that they went into shooting without a script. And they were talking about how they just kind of had to wing it. They didn't, they couldn't get anybody to write a script. Somehow in Hollywood, (laughs) this major company couldn't find some barista and pay them 20 bucks to write a script. (laughs) Right. They just couldn't, they just couldn't do it. And so the director was just like making stuff up as he went along. And um, I think it was the Finnish guy or something. (laughs) He was like, I had a pizza. So I put pizza face, like faces on the pizza. It was great. I don't know. know. (laughs) Um, Whatever it works. Whatever it works. And I was like, how do you not have a script when all of these movies are kid does not want to sleep because of bad dreams. Right. 60% of this movie is every adult and friend telling them to just go to bed. Yep. And then they go to sleep and have a big confrontation. Like this is literally it's yep. the exact that's same. The, that's the script. There you go. That's the script. The mom, honey, I'm worried about you. You're not sleeping at night. I, I mean, I, you, I can see that you're just stressed. You just, just get a good night's rest. Here, let me slip you an Ambien or whatever they had back then. It, it was an Ambien. <laughs> but like, let me, here, here. The hospital said you should take these pills. I'm not taking those pills, mom. Yes. I'm not taking them. I can't sleep. Freddie's going to get me. Like, that's the script. We could write one in 10 minutes. 10 <laughs> minutes. I don't even need a bot. I just, we could just no. go. You don't need, you don't watch these movies for the plot. No. You don't watch them for the plot. It's not what we're doing here. No. Okay. No, we're watching for Freddie. I feel like by then Robert England could probably just wing ad lib his whole, all his lines anyway. Uh, most of his famous ones are ones he just made up anyway. So he's basically playing himself at this point. <laughs> <laughs> just himself and some makeup. Yeah. Let it go. No, I, I loved all the stuff about the text, um, talking about putting putting how they pulled off uh, all the different. Um, effects i think my favorite one was (laughs) it's not even effect it's not even a tech thing it's uh i think it was number three yeah it was number three where he kills the kid who's in a wheelchair (laughs) and he like lifts him up i think it's three yeah he just lifts him up and stabs him but they were like (laughs) from the angle that we had him we couldn't give him like retractable claws so we had to use real claws so we just 
shoved a two by four into this kid's shirt and had him stab into the two by four. Don't miss. Right? And I was like, oh my God. Don't miss. That little, that little gangly kid hanging, hanging, just being like. Don't miss. I like life. Right. It was, they would never do that today. That would never happen. No, there'd be too many unions. Like, yes. and just just so we're just so we're uh, just so we're clear, while I approve of practical effects, I also approve of not stabbing people in their chest. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's I like safety. That's Safety's too much. Good. That's too much. <laughs> I don't need my horror movies that real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just give me give me some blood geysers under somebody's shirt. Don't actually stab into their persons with a flimsy movable armory. <laughs> <laughs> right? Ugh. <laughs> well, that's what they had to do back then. Now, these days, it would be terrible CGI. We'd yes. be like, that's not a real hand. Yes. <laughs> Let's see. I don't know what else to say. I love it. It's so good. Freddy versus Jason was like, I don't know. It was, I saw it in theaters. Yes. As you, as you do. I was an adult by then. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I could drive and pay and all that. And like, I don't know. I went with, I went with a group of people and they, of course, I was like the only one who was like really pumped about seeing it. Everyone else was just like, we're going to go because it's Freddie versus Jason. Like, this is the thing you do. You have to see it. Like, how do you not how do you just not watch? I'm, and you know, I don't have a lot of friends who are horror fans. They just wanted to see it because it's like the thing you do. Every that's and that's another thing about Nightmare on Elm Street. Like everybody, like everybody loves Freddy. You might not even be into horror movies, but you're like, oh yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. I love it. Like I know so many people who don't actually watch horror but have seen all of the Nightmare on Elm Streets because it like it's one of those things that like crosses all the boundaries. Like it's 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 just funny enough okay (laughs) it's just funny enough and it's like just that side of gruesome Mm -hmm. like it's kind of bad but it's not terrible especially because now they're older yeah and so you're you're not like horribly grossed out so i have a lot of friends who don't like horror but have seen all of these so freddie versus jason of course we saw it in theaters because you had to see it in theaters cat cameos all over the place (laughs) (laughs) and she's just like you're talking I'm gonna come talk you're still home great let's watch let's talk mom (laughs) um and it was just like I don't know like Freddie and all of his jokes like and the fact that Jason never responds and it kind of like Freddie's like well I'm just gonna keep I'm just gonna keep (laughs) some one man show just kept a one man show oh you're not gonna respond. That's cool. I like the spotlight anyway. <laughs> like, like <laughs> it was just so. It was so good and so funny. And um, why can't I think of her name? Kelly Rowland is in. Yes, <laughs> Kelly Rowland gave Jason. No, yeah, gave Jason like mouth to mouth. And I was like, <laughs> you have fallen so far. <laughs> and again, it's because it's like if you have to choose the lesser of two evils, you think. Well, at least maybe we can run from yeah. Jason or as long as I'm faster than the slowest person, I can make it past Jason, but you not getting away from Freddy. You can't, you have to sleep. Cause even if you don't sleep as, as everyone in every other movie has learned, eventually your body just makes you sleep. Mm-hmm. 
Freddie's always like, that's okay. You can keep taking those anti-sleep pills. You're gonna, you're gonna come, you're gonna fall asleep. I'm just gonna wait. <laughs> He's like, I have all the time in the world. I'm already dead. Time doesn't even exist where I'm from. <laughs> like, and so it's like, yeah, I, I probably would have, I don't know. I wouldn't have given Jason mouth to mouth. <laughs> that was too much, but. I, that's a little too much. But like, you know, it's like, if I have to choose to the lesser of two evils, Jason's the one that needs to win so that I can maybe run. Yes. He never runs, yet he always catches them. He does. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> it's the woods, man. It's the... It is the woods, man, which is why I never go. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I've, never, uh, I've never been to a summer camp like that, and uh, I'm glad. I'm glad that I wasn't, <laughs> yeah. that, I wasn't that white, but like <laughs> that, my, my white half's not that white. But (laughs) (laughs) I have, I've never been to a summer camp when I was, is it a a Daisy Scout? Whatever the initial Girl Scout Mm -hmm. level is when I was five for that one year that all girls do it, probably. I don't know. Um, We did go camping. It was an overnight trip. Uh, All I remember is peeing in the woods and um, the giant shadow of a spider on the outside (laughs) of the tent. (laughs) I, see, I enjoy camping, but I feel like camping is different from being at a camp because when you're camping, yeah. you're kind of in a small group. You you should know where you are if you're responsible enough in case something does happen like natural, right. like somebody twists their ankle or something. You're able to help mm-hmm. them out. I just feel like camping gives you a certain level of independence that you I'm white enough to camp I'll put it that way but (laughs) she is but then when you talk about like going to stay for several nights to several weeks to maybe a month or so out in the middle of the woods with ain't nobody watching you but some teenagers who don't care about you and there's all this unsupervision and there's bears there's just a lot I don't like it I'm not doing it (laughs) as a day camp counselor when I was a teen meaning that the, the kids went home every day uh, yeah, no, those teens were not paying attention to, I can't tell you how many things happened to the kids in a day camp. It's broad daylight. We all outside together at the park and it'd be like, what, you know, and our director would be like, well, what happened? And we'd all have to make up some story, <laughs> including the kid who was injured because they can also cannot, we can't admit that we weren't watching. They can't admit that they were doing something dumb. <laughs> so we're all just lying together. <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? You're like carrying this kid to the director. Like, all right, let's get our story straight, kid. What actually happened? You can't tell her that. You want your mama to hear you did that? This is what we're going to say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly how Jason was born. Anyway. <laughs> that's, how, that's, that's how Jason was born. And this is how, so I understand. You know, oh, I can't believe they weren't watching. Of course not. <sighs> <laughs> there must always be a responsible adult within eyeshot. Yes. Let's just say that. Which is, which is what, is so good about nightmare because whether or not you have like a caring adult or like a, a neglectful adult, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. because they can't help you when you're sleeping. So it doesn't, you have the they best mom in the world and she cannot help you when you are sleeping. She can't help you. Even if your mom believes you that Freddie's going to get you, she can't help you because eventually you're going to fall asleep. So you said something interesting about how it's so like, cultural like everybody knows freddy people who don't even like horror know freddy they go they go Mm -hmm. see these movies or whatever else um what i liked about the so i watched the the scream queen documentary which follows the mark Patton, who was the lead in the second one yeah and he 
he was the lead. It came out and made a ton of money. He got super famous, but then all the reviews were saying, oh, this is like such a gay movie, X, Y, Z. And it like AIDS pandemic and everything was happening. Just a lot, a lot of things were happening. And so he literally like, and then they did that never sleep again freddy krueger documentary and they yeah. really wanted to talk to this guy so they hired a private detective to oh. find him and he had fled to mexico he he fled <laughs> the country and was like f this movie f this country i'm out and he married some mexican guy and he was living his happy happy gay life down in mexico like being into it like he's like an artist or an interior decorator or something he's like, i don't want nothing to do with nothing i don't got tv so they come interview him and he's like what you want to interview me for? And they're like, oh man, just wait. So he you don't know. <laughs> and he finds out it's huge. And he was like, I had no idea. Like I knew they were making some of these more movies, but I had no clue it was this like huge cultural thing. And it just like <laughs> blew his mind. And I thought it was really cool because he like used it as like an activist program. Freddy Krueger, yeah. about my movie experience, about being murdered, about anything you want. And then you have to let me talk for five minutes about AIDS or five minutes about bullying or five minutes about HIV or whatever else. And so I thought that was so cool um, that he was like, yes, you know what? Wow. I will I will do this thing and also do a good thing. Yeah, that's good. I love that he had no idea that he was this like, he was part of this like, amazing franchise <laughs> he's just like i just made i made this movie i got a lot of flack i left <laughs> it was that people were teaching queer like queerness and horror movie courses on him like where he was his movie was like assigned reading <laughs> and then and then like gay clubs would like play clips of his movie <laughs> in the background like it was just, <laughs> he was like oh i'm like i'm a big deal what <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm famous, famous? Oh. <laughs> Which makes you also think, was he not getting royalty checks then? He No, nobody was. Actually, so one of the things about New Nightmare that I thought was interesting is that they, one of the reasons that, that um, Wes Craven agreed to do it was that um, the New Line cin cinema guy who had, not New Line, is a New Line? Whoever, whatever, whatever company it was. Yeah, yeah, it's New Line. New Line, yeah. So the guy, Bob Schiffer or something like that, who was the head of it, had basically, like, taken all the rights and taken all the royalties and, and everything like that. And so he ended up having to, he cut Wes Craven, like, a big check for, like, these are backlogged royalties and things for this movie that was definitely all your idea, sorry. Um, come back and do another movie. And that's when Wes Craven was like, okay, I will. So, okay. yeah, so yeah, nobody got any, anything except notoriety based off of these. And, you know, I can kind of tell because every time that I see a documentary on these old horror franchises, anybody who became mildly famous yeah. is like, I ain't coming back for this shit. And they all have to do like an interview segment where they're like, yeah, we did know Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I did work with Patricia Arquette. She like won't look me in the eye anymore, but we did one time talk. Like, they're so ashamed. I want somebody to like corner Jennifer Aniston and make her talk about Leprechaun. Like I just need, I want all these famous people to just be interviewed about this like uncomfortable, crappy, low paid, super, you know, where they just had to sit around covered in blood for 14 hours <laughs> right. early gig. I just want, I want somebody to make them talk about it. All right. Well, I think that we successfully covered the overview of Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. <laughs>
And yeah. if you've never seen one, somehow, like Kat had never seen one. Yes, as someone who had never seen one, you should watch them. They are very fun. They I are was, very fun. I yeah. enjoyed them. Right. They are horror. They are fun horror, which is why even non-horror fans love a good nightmare on Elm Street. Because it's just, it's fun. You can tell like 10 minutes in that, oh, I'm not, like they're not taking themselves seriously at all. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next time. Yes. Thanks for listening. <laughs>